Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Guess what? We're back. That's right. It's Matt. It's Nick. It's Pete. He's fucking with me right now. He won't just lay still. And that's because I've been gone for uh, pretty much a week. And where was I? Well, I was down at what is eventually going to become the Star Wars Mecca. That's right. Disney. I was down at Disney. Not Disney proper. Not the Magic Kingdom. But... Hollywood Studios, where Galaxy's Edge is going to be built. So I, I, I kind of checked it out. I walked back to the Toy Story Land to look and see what I could uh, kind of observe of the building process of Galaxy's Edge, which we know, Nick, as we've been reporting on StarWarsTime.net, is going to open at the end of August down at the Florida location, even earlier at the uh, California location. So... That was a, an interesting trip, right? So before we get into our usual fandom segment, doing our top five IG, anything fandom related, I, I do want to kind of talk about my first ever trip to Disney. Uh, I've been there before. I've been to Disney Springs. That doesn't really count, right, Nick? I mean, being no. a, a Disney pro, Disney Springs is not Disney. Disney Springs is like the shopping center inside of Disney. It's, it's a mall. Yeah. Dude, from it's, what it's, I could gather. Yeah, you know, it's got like the giant Disney store where you can go through and there's shit from every Disney property there. You have a bunch of restaurants. You At one point, they actually had nightclubs there, but um, I think they may have moved those a little bit further off grounds. But yeah, like there's no rides. There's no entertainment factor at Disney Springs. Like you have some musicians playing and stuff like that, but Hollywood Studios, like you said, that is where things are going to go down. I mean, that's from what I ascertained. It's it's a full-on park. I mean, a it's it embodies the theme part of a theme park, right? Yeah. Uh I I I would assume Disney almost invented that term. Yeah. Uh, but Hollywood thing, Studios yeah. is a theme park. It doesn't really go for rides in terms of quantity. But it goes for rides in terms of quality based on the theme of that part of the park you're in. Yeah. So the old Hollywood Studios, it used to be called MGM. It was it was Disney's MGM. And then actual MGM made them change it. Like, you know, Metro Goldwyn Meyer made them change the name of the park. Um, but they're like... In my opinion, they have two of the best rides in, in the entirety of Disney World there. You have the Tower of Terror, and then you have Aerosmith's Rock and Roller okay, Coaster. Okay, so I get, I, I, we did the Rock and Roller Coaster, and that was fun because, I mean, it's all in a building. It's it's dark. There's a little bit of blacklight action. Yeah. Uh, we, we only did, because the way we did, we only had one day. And we only had one day. You got to kind of plan it out. So we planned out our three available fast pass runs because I guess that's how it works, which is nice because some parks you you actually have to pay extra for fast pass. At Disney, from what I've learned, and as long as you plan, I mean, months ahead, you can actually reserve three free fast passes per day. 
Yeah, exactly. That's something new too. Previously, it was a free for all. They would just have like little the pa- the fast passes were still free, but there was only a limited number per day, and it was first come first serve, and you had to have your park ticket with you. So there were like little kiosks in front of every ride. You would get to the park. You would rush oh, I, there. I, I, that that had to have been a nightmare. It was like sometimes you would show up there. The park opens at say eight a.m. You get there at 10 a.m., you go to get a fast pass for Rock and Roller Coaster, there's no more. They're already out two hours into the day. So it was this way it does. It allows people who actually go go there, plan their trip to say, okay, we're going to Hollywood Studios this day, and we're going to ride the Toy Story ride at fucking 3 p.m. We're going to ride uh, Rock and Roller Coaster at 2 p.m., and then we have Star Tours at 11 a.m. or whatever. Like It, it allows you to actually make it, smoother for you when you go um so yeah well, i think it, what, it what it also encourages i would think especially people that go there on vacation for a week or an extended period of time i mean i knew i was only going for a day so it, it is what it was but if if you're going there for multiple days to multiple parks you pretty much just have to pick your three three must-have rides per park in advance schedule them up and then go yeah yeah so usually for me for me in hollywood it would be rock and roller coaster tower of terror and then star tours actually i don't know if they have a fast pass for Star. oh they do buddy because i used it yeah because they they used to not have it but now with the new the new way they do it like you were talking about they they have it so um, so give me give me the lowdown. Like, what did you think? This was like your first full on trip. I mean, I know you sent me a picture. So Matt was there sleuthing it out like we were talking about on the last cast, trying to see if he could catch a glimpse of Galaxy's Edge being built. And you did. You caught a, actually a pretty good look at the spires of the Black Spire Outpost, right? Oh, yeah. So if you're someone that's been to Disney, Hollywood Studios in particular, The place to go to get your best view of Galaxy's Edge before it opens in August is Toy Story Land. Yep. Um, So if you walk all the way to the end, basically where the pisses are at, you can see it. I mean, you can see the black spires. I mean, they do. They tower in the distance. Nick, I I did feel like I was looking at almost, almost a little city. Because uh, I, I could see the spires. I could see this little rotunda. I don't know if that was the outpost. Uh, I could see the the, the the hull of a ship. But it just, I mean, dude, it just has this presence when you're, when you're standing there and looking of, yes, this is the Star Wars shit. Yeah, this is, this is the home base now for all Star Wars fans. And, you know, I was surprised... That they only had that little, it looked like they only had like a little fence line around it. I mean, like it wasn't, you know, like a closed off fence. Right. And honestly, the only way I could see into it was if you, if you stay, because the way Toy Story Land goes, it kind of funnels down a slight hill. Yeah. So you, you kind of have to stand up at the top towards where like the slinky ride line is at. And that's how you get the good view of Galaxy's Edge. But if you walk down closer, then the fence becomes a lot taller and you, you can't see anything at all. So you are right. I mean, they didn't go out of their way to obstruct views, but it's also, I mean, that, that the, the view I sent you, that's pretty much all you can get though. Yeah. Yeah. Still a pretty good shot. And then 
I mean, I don't know what it looks like now. So Star Tours, the way that it was set up previously is you would you would essentially walk up to Star Tours. Star Tours was kind of like pretty close to the Indiana Jones experience ride. And the outside of Star Tours was really cool because they had like a, an AT-AT. Like yes, you, they, they still if... have the AT-ATs there. Okay. They still have the little like Jedi Academy for the kids is right yep. there. Yep. Okay, so they but still they do, have it. They mostly do offer that. a fast pass lane though, and, and that was that was very nice. Yeah, the fast passes are fantastic. So you got to tell me, this is your first time riding Star Tours. I mean, to me, I've been riding right, Star well, Tours hey, since I was ten. So you know me. Guess which guess which spin I got. You got the prequel spin. I did. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got the fucking the pod race down into the Gungan Ocean. Uh, but I mean, honestly, in the end, Nick, I, it was great. Yeah, I, I mean, it was. It's this is on. This is something I've been wanting to do since. Wh- when did Star Star Tour start? Late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It's an old, old ride. Yeah, so probably nineties. Let me let's ask ask uh, Google that. Hey Google, when did Star Tours open at Disney? Star Tours opened in 1987. Holy shit, yeah. So I was seven. Yeah. And I you know I was yet. sitting there going, I, I need to do this. And I just did it now at damn near 39. Yeah, I mean, I've been riding Star Tours since I was 10 years old. Like, the first yeah, time it, I it's went old, to Disney. It's old hat for you. I mean, it is, it's nothing. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a gimmick at the park. But yeah. for me, it really was... It was it, it was kind of a, I don't want to say a defining moment. I think Galaxy's Edge is going to be that defining moment. But pre-Galaxy's Edge, I could see how this would would have been something amazing for a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when you would go to Hollywood Studios before the Disney acquisition of Star Wars happened, anything, there was still a huge Star Wars presence there. Like, they would have Star Wars weekends during the summer at uh, at Disney at Hollywood Studios and my family like they knew that I was a massive Star Wars fan so that like we would plan our Disney trips around the Star Wars weekends so I could go like they would have the parades like you would have stormtroopers marching down the road not anything like what you probably saw there um, when you were there Matt but like they would have like a smaller parade they would do the the Jedi Academy for the kids they would have some of the movie people there like I remember one year I went there was Bill- Billy D was there Ray Park was there, um, not Captain Panaka, but um, Captain Typho. He was there. Panaka, Panaka's gonna be at Celebration. We'll get into that later. But like, well, I mean, what really else cool. has the guy done? I mean, has yeah. the guy ever acted again? I'm sure he has, Honestly, but not, not mean, anything big. But yeah, <laughs> but, not um, like a movie or anything. Yeah. So what I really loved was just that whole like how how they turned it into to a Star Wars experience, and. One of my favorite things was, so you go through Star Tours, you get off, and then you exit into that Disney. It was like the best Star Wars gift shop that I had ever walked into. Because it's like you, you come out, and you know once Black Spire Outpost and Galaxy's Edge opens, the, the little gift shop that you see outside of Star Tours is going to be gone. And the one, you know, what it used to be is going to be like nothing. But like you walked out into it and it is literally just an entire store full of Star Wars merchandise. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say the other thing I really liked, Nick, was the launch bay. Yes, segment. that's that's new. So like the last so time that, I went, that's where I mean, for my little kid going to meet BB-8, 
fantastic. Going to meet Chewbacca, fantastic. Meeting Kylo Ren, not so much. She definitely did not like that. Really? She wasn't that into was it? That was bad. Yeah, she's like, he's bad. Get him the <laughs> fuck away from me. I mean, it was oh, very, man. like, stranger danger shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's... we felt bad. I was almost like, hey, man, I know you're, you're in character, but can you just, like, back away a little bit? Yeah. You know, focus <laughs> on, get it in my face, not my little kids. <laughs> uh, but, no, it, it was awesome. And, and like you said, I mean, being a collectibles junkie, Star Wars in particular – yeah, I mean, all this stuff was great. I mean, the, the, being able to walk up and if I wanted to grab a sideshow figure and bring it with me, and the, those are the two hundred plus dollar Barbies I've been talking about forever on this podcast. They, they've got them down there at, at Hollywood Studios, like the regular fucking action figures. You know, you yeah. just grab them off the rack. Yeah, they don't hold back anything. They have, and that's also where you can get these. Disney Parks exclusive sabers. So I have the Disney Parks exclusive Kylo, and man, like I like I, I I've shown mad pictures of it when I first got it like a year ago. But I mean, this thing is well built. Comes with removable blades, so you can just display the hilt. I mean, the the level of merchandise that they have at Disney is no joke. Like it's it's legit stuff. Um, so did you pick anything up? Did you get any souvenirs? No. No, no. Waited on. It. I mean, just all the other expenditures and and other shit. I mean, just there. There was nothing I felt like I needed, man. I mean, I like I said, I keep a running total in, on, on an Excel spreadsheet. We're talking upwards of three thousand dollars in Star Wars Barbies for nineteen eighteen. So, or eighteen yeah. nineteen. I'm I'm good. I'm good. It, it would have had to have been something extremely special that i could only get there at this point yeah and i don't think you know they've started to release the disney parks exclusive figures yet they might no, I, I was looking for the, the 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 pyre set the you know the kylo and that special trooper set did not have it so definitely passed on everything else there we did end up buying a captain according to charlie captain marble doll who <laughs> nice. she loves now we, we got the captain marble and goose the cat combo they look like a little barbie but yeah nice uh, but no nice. no no star wars believe it yeah. or not yeah i mean i think that you know you'll buy stuff when galaxy's edge proper opens. oh like yeah when, yeah when I, i'm already budgeting for i'm um, build my own hill that type of shit oh yeah it, it's going down nick so the other thing i saw that was interesting and i'm sure you're way more in the know than i am but you know nick in the last cast was explaining the timeshare system at disney i think it finally makes sense to me but the one thing i did see at hollywood studios that probably nick hasn't even used yet is the the new basically gondola system Oh wow! Have you yeah. seen this? Like the like the chairlift system. Uh, I guess they're building for Star Wars to get people to and from Hollywood Studios and the hotels quicker. Yeah, I have not seen that yet. Holy shit! Yeah, but they... the, it wasn't running. But they were doing a test Monday morning, and and they had all the the lifts wrapped. But you could see under the wrapping, they were all styled after Star Wars. You know, they were yellow painted or red or yeah. Uh, but That's my sister awesome. explained it to me like they put that in now just for like a fast track from offsite hotels to Hollywood Studios. Wow. That's fucking amazing, dude. I mean, that's how big that this is going to be. I mean, they've opened parks before. Like when I first started going, like Animal Kingdom wasn't even a park. 
Like I remember when Animal Kingdom opened and they they didn't do anything like that for for this. Like they I I can remember a whole slew of reworks, launches, different things that have happened at Disney but like for them to actually be building out a gondola system, it was crazy, man. Faster? Like it, they just, they just, you know how it's built, you know it, how it's set up. So you park, you you could see it right there, and it literally just lands right at the entrance of Hollywood Studios, and it disappears into those pine trees. Yeah. Off site. Wow. And I was like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah, dude. And I like, I'm super excited because I have the dates that I'm going now. I'm going. November 30th to December 7th. Oh, yeah. So Edge will definitely be in full swing by then. It's going to be open, and it's going to be... I'm going to just go nuts. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You better get your fast pass now for the Resistance ride and the Falcon. And the Falcon, yeah. I mean, because that shit is going to be packed, son. Like That's what I mean. I, it's like, I, I imagine right now, if it's open, the, the, the fast passes are probably already sold out for November. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like... We can't do it yet because you can't book your you can't book your fast passes until three months out, I believe. Um, so like the the way that it works is like you go through, you book your stuff, they send you your wristbands. So like your park ticket is not a ticket anymore. I don't well, think see, that- yeah because I'm poor and not like a family pass or a timeshare. I actually was given one of the cards, and I still had to do my my fingerprint. But- thumbprint yeah so like so, all my fast passes were saved to essentially like a, a hotel key card yeah so for but yeah my my parent my mom my sister her boys because they're annual members because they live down there yeah they all had the band yeah so once you get your bands in the mail that's when you can do your fast passes you get the bands you do your fast passes everything's set up on the wristband i mean it's again like the, the way disney does stuff and you know if there are people out there who are listening to podcasts that, that hate Disney or something like that. Like the experience that you get when you go to Disney world in Florida, I've never been to California. It's, it's top notch. Like, you know that there are going to be lines that you have to wait in depending on the time of year you go, but they, they give you a level of service and they, they do as much as they can to provide you with entertainment. Even if you do have to wait in lines that like, it's always fun. And like, these the wristbands and stuff have made it so much more seamless. This gondola thing that you're talking about, Matt, is another example of them like going the extra mile, saying like, "We know that people are coming to Hollywood Studios now only to come to Galaxy's Edge. So why would we make them fight their way through the crowds when they can just right, fucking like, hop that, on a gondola?" You're right. That I I feel like it was almost put in to say, you know what? Fuck the shuttles. Fuck this. Fuck everything. Yeah. If your main purpose is to get to Galaxy's Edge. Here it is. Yeah, we'll fucking skylift you there. <laughs> yes, like, and that's exactly what it is, man. It's a full-on. I mean, it's a it's a kind of a gondola ski lift hybrid. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not a full-on gondola, but it's also not just a little ski lift where you flip a bar over you. I mean, it seems like it's a little enclosed, uh, carrying space thing. Yeah. Yeah. Super know, intelligent. Okay. <laughs> carrying space thing hey you know yes. it was obscured yes, carrying it was obscured. space thing you know so yeah but we know what you're talking about we we get the either picture. way i get it I, I after just one day at hollywood studios i get why all you people mecca to disney i get why you've been mecca to disney but now i understand why we are all going to have to mecca to, to disney um, yeah 
It's something else. Like seeing Charlie. I mean, dude, we could have left within the first two hours of being at Hollywood Studios because right when we get there, we were right in time for the Phasma Parade. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they stop everything, line people up, and play the First Order music, and she marches through. They do like a little skit. They shoot little fireworks off. Yep. But the like the twelve minute basically this is Star Wars with live action appearances by characters, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I I think you saw the video I shared. And that that I was I I recorded all twelve minutes, so that was only a minute. Yeah. Sample, but. That was the entire 12 minutes. Anytime something came out on the movie screen, like, oh, my God, it's Princess Leia's ship. Or when Chewie came out, like, real Chewie, she turns around and she goes, it's Chewbacca. I, I re- oh, man, that like, was just perfect. <laughs> I mean, I, I was essentially crying the entire time recording that because it made me so happy. Yeah. I mean, I saw just when I saw that her video. reactions, it was intense. Exactly, yeah. Because I watched the video, and then I showed my girlfriend. I was like, "Look at Matt's little girl with the start, <laughs> like when all these things happen, and like the Chewbacca, like you said, the Chewbacca part was perfect. Because like just the look on her face, the like she turns around, like she's just seen a celeb, like a celebrity, like yeah. you know, it was. She's like, Dad, Mom, it's fucking Chewbacca. <laughs> It was yeah, man. That's that's the kind of shit that I love about that is the effort that they put into it to make it super special like that. And then at Hollywood Studios too, I don't know how late you guys stayed, but like at night they have a fireworks show, and their fireworks show slash laser show is completely around Star Wars. Oh yeah, well I'll take the hit on that one. But after the full day, by the time eight rolled around with three little kids, I was like, yo. We got to go. <laughs> I don't want to fucking sit in this traffic. I already know the traffic's going to be a nightmare. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. See, the, the good thing is, is if you do take the leap into Disney Vacation Club membership, you just got to hop on those buses. Exactly. See, we, we're staying a little off site on 192 at this cheap motel type. Of, I mean, it was, it was good enough. I mean, the, the, the living space was fantastic for sleeping but it was still off-site enough that we would have been probably stuck in an hour or more just getting out traffic yeah yeah so that's one thing that that you don't have to deal with but i I mean like i don't blame you like the fireworks show was fun and like the first time i saw it i don't know how many videos i had because you know they're showing footage from the the new movies they're showing footage from the old movies they're they're adding in the fireworks and the light shows and everything like this. I mean, it was, it was really a great experience. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that you really got to, I, I'm glad that you got to experience it pre galaxy's edge because now, yeah, like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, cause it's only going to get, it's going to get fucking insane when that yeah. shit opens. Yeah. I mean, Disney's, you know, Hollywood studios used to be like, you know, I used to get hyped because I'm like, oh, Star Tours is there. They have the the Disney, um, the Disney Star Wars um, shop, and then that was my thing. I was super hyped for that. Now, it's gonna be times a thousand. I mean, it's gonna like we were talking about before. There's literally, it's gonna be like walking into a different world, to a different planet. Like people will be pretending looked, like dude, they it, live from there. Toy Story Land. It looked like a city. I was like, where I want to go there. Yeah. 
it, it oh, doesn't man. even it doesn't even look like it's part of this park. Yeah. It looked like its own thing. It 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 looked like Batu. I'm I'm excited, oh, that's dude. That's exactly. It looked like Batu. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like my I talked to to my mom today because my mom's the one who does all the planning for the for the Disney trips for the family, and she's like, yeah, November thirtieth to December seventh, and I'm like, I'm fucking ready. I'm fucking ready. Oh yeah, like, dude, you, you're you're right in there. Prime time, year one, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that you had a good time, though. And like I said, I'm really happy that that you got to see it pre Galaxy's Edge. And then when you go next time, like you're going to like, I feel like we're going to have the same reaction. Like we're going to walk in and it's just going to be like it's going to be breathtaking. Like we're not going to be able to speak. It's going to be like it's almost going to be a similar experience. Like if you're a hardcore Harry Potter fan and you walk into the universal Harry Potter. Yeah, totally. Cause like I like I love Harry Potter and stuff like that. Not nearly as big of a Harry Potter fan as I am Star Wars, but like I remember the first time, the only time that I've been that I went to the Harry Potter uh, world in Universal Orlando, and like it is, it's like you're transported there. Like you know, we went into Ollivander's wand shop, and you did the whole thing where somebody gets picked and they get to pick their wand. I bought a wand there. I bought my Ravenclaw jacket. I had a butter beer. Like. There's so many little experiences like that that you can enjoy in a fully themed world. And for for Star Wars, for Galaxy's Edge, I just feel like I'm going to get there. I'm just going to be like, can I have a job? Can I just work here? I never exactly, want to leave. Exactly, yes. Yeah, like, sign me up. Let yeah, me like, be one of these assholes that walked around like I'm Batuian. Yeah, I'll fucking sell ice cream. Just let me fucking work here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time, man. The The pictures that you shared, the videos that you shared that was i mean again it was it's amazing to see especially like somebody the age of charlie like seeing their reaction yeah to things I, I, like for, that. above all else for me it was watching what that place did for my kid yeah i mean just not even the star wars stuff i mean the the beauty and the beast show the little mermaid show I mean, it just it, it it was insane to see her enjoyment, and and then that was that was that's where it's worth it. I mean, yes, I'm a big kid myself, and I love seeing this shit, and I can't wait to go to Galaxy's Edge. But in the end, I derived way more pleasure and enjoyment out of watching Charlie, uh, kind of intake that 12 minute live show than anything else I did this week. Yeah, yeah, that's a special, special moment. So <laughs> it it was ridiculous. I mean, it was, I was just I couldn't couldn't contain the emotion. It was a a beautiful moment in life, as they say. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that's the recap of Matt's Disney World slash uh, Hollywood Studios experience, guys. So now that we got that out the way, we can get into the cast topics, our proper cast topics for the Star Wars Time Show this week. And you know how we do it. We've been doing it for about two months now. We do a top five Instagram shares of the week. And this week, Matt, I did not have a Buckethead theme. I I went out of my way to get Yeah, you kind of changed changed things up a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I, I wouldn't even say that it's, you know, favoring one, the dark or the light side in any way, shape, or form. This is a, a pretty balanced one, but this is also... I put in the post, this may be one of our craziest top fives that we have. 
because two of the images that are included in this week's top five are mashup images. So we'll get to those, but we're going to jump in now. And the first one up, funny enough, is a it's another trooper shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's a liar. Yeah. So I definitely still do have love for the troopers, but not nearly as much as I did last week. But this shot by Photo Wars 501st really to me it was it's so different it's so different because of the the condition of the figure and what we see here is we see a I definitely a, weathered this guy i mean this in this in toyland this is called weathering and you typically use something like shoe polish where you'll take a nice shiny bucket head figure new one right out of the package open it up smell it a little bit like Ah, get that new plastic smell and then you rub shoe polish all over it to make him look beat up weathered and as if he's been in a few battles yeah and this one in particular i mean what we see is him kneeling on the ground with his like kind of his palms up like looking kind of down and then there's just a fire behind him and it looks like he just walked through this fire or he just escaped some sort of explosion i mean this well, he's got shot. the pose of like fuck my life like yeah. what am i doing this for you know kind of like any soldier after a big battle who just watched a whole platoon of friends die i mean that, that's what i got from this shot like yeah no exactly like this is something another shot that seems like it would come out of a war movie yeah you put it perfectly like he just watched you know, three of his other trooper buddies get fucking blown to smithereens and he made it out. And he's just like, if you could yeah. see this guy's he's got eyes, that survivor's guilt going. Yeah. He's got like a thousand yard stare. He's just, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So, I mean, this is a fantastic shot. Again, the, uh, the artist is at photo wars five Oh first. So photo wars, so possibly a member of the five Oh one. You never know. Yeah. I mean, typically when you're a star Wars fan, you, you do it all. You, you collect, you dress up yourself. You never know. So yeah. So uh, either way, photo wars, five Oh first, great little shot. I'm, I'm assuming practical effects. Again, love the weathering on the trooper. Yeah. Really, really well done. So this next one up and Matt, I feel like, you 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 inserted some of these mashup photos this week as like a as like a trap for me. You wanted to see. No, if I, I do. Was I I them. try to see if I can coax you into picking certain shots. Yeah, and I think this is one <laughs> of the ones that you did because this is a perfect. Yeah, th- this is money. I yeah, love this. Yeah, this is a beautiful mashup where we see Darth Vader with his lightsaber fully ignited. His hand out almost like it's an iconic Vader pose. Like, you know, you when you see the image, you'll know what I'm talking about. And he's facing down a an entire. What is it like five or well, six it, it xenomorphs? Like, yeah, it looks like a queen Zeno and yeah. then a bunch of standard, you know, predator hunter Zenos. Yeah. And Vader's <laughs> literally just sitting there with force hand open yep. and his saber ignited like, all right, let's fucking do this, bitch. Yeah. He's looking up at the queen like, I got this. Like, I mean, it's just such a fucking cool shot because it's 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 a nerddom mashup like anybody would love. Like me, you, anybody who listens to this podcast who loves 
sci-fi. And I've I've actually movies. seen this mashup before, not this exact staging, but I I've uh, Entertainment Buddha. You know, I, I like geek art. That's kind of one of my things. We've carried it over to StarWarsTime.net. Uh, but I, I've shared this guy created kind of a, a faux comic series of Vader versus aliens. I think I've seen that. I think I did see that when you initially posted it. Up yeah. Like, so oh, I mean, that's uh, also why I like this shot from pa- Papa Palpatine photography. Yeah. Excellent name. It's, too. it's just a fantastically done shot. It's a well executed shot. It's looking like he's maybe he's got some atmosphere aerosol going on or some form of practical effect in terms of smoke. Yeah. Saber effects spot on the lighting with the saber to light up the smoke. It's just it's a fantastic shot. Yeah. I mean, the the smoke effects here really make this shot for me because it it, just Vader's pose is like he doesn't even care. No, he's just sitting there going, "Okay, fucking bring it. Yeah, it's. Like he has no worry in the world. Exactly. That that's that's you, you nailed it. That's what I was trying to make. It just the pose here is this is nothing to me. Yeah. So Papa Palpatine photography, Papa underscore palpatine underscore photography on Instagram. Just fucking top notch work there. I mean, really fucking cool. Um, well done. So next up and this one here really stands out to me because it does. It's another one of them where it doesn't even look like a toy shot, and it it looks like like a cool ass fucking poster I would want in my room. This is uh, from the real James twenty three, real spelled R E E L. This is Titties McGee. I don't know <laughs> if that's an official term for describing art. Uh, I, I believe I threw this one up today or yesterday, Nick. Uh, I love this. Like you said, this is a poster. This is a T-shirt you wear to the beach, something like that. Yeah, it's just the the color palette being used, the way that that K two is positioned on this shot. So it's a it's a it's a shot of K two S O in front of like a very eighties uh, looking representation of the Death Star in the background, and it has like this this magenta and orange color palette to it. So it's probably got like some sort of Photoshop filter or image filter on it to, to give it this like magenta and like yellow orange, just kind of hue, but it looks perfect. Like the way that he's looking off, like K2's expression as he looks off um, the side of the photo. I mean, I don't know, man. I just saw this. I was like, holy shit. I wish I could have this in some sort of physical form on my wall. Like you said, on, on a t-shirt. Like the, the execution and the way that this was done all around was just fantastic by the real James 23. This was by far one of my favorite shots of the week. Uh, like I said, throw it on a trucker hat, regular hat, t-shirt, whatever, poster. This is just a very well done creative design. I mean, yes, you have the photography aspect with the figure. Uh, I believe is this. Yeah, this is a black suit. So, dude, this is a $20 six inch K2SO. Wow. It's been turned into a piece of art. Yeah. And that's why I love the hobby. I mean, just you just you don't get this shit. I mean,. This is just this is taking toy photography and mashing it with design and creating something that is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, again, fantastic execution here by by the real James 23. And I don't know. I mean, like if you guys listening to podcasts, I hope that you guys are following along on the posts or at least 
keeping up with the Star Wars Time Show Instagram because some of these shots here are really like Well, I have been at least trying to throw the images into the video. If, if yeah. you are someone watching on YouTube, at this point, I at least take the effort to put the images in while we're talking so you can see them. I don't know if I'm going to carry it on for other topics, but at least for the images, I'm going to throw them into the video. Yeah, so that's, again, like these images are really, they're all top-notch. Like everything that we share is quality, excellent work. But the ones on the top five are definitely like the at least the ones that stand out to me the most. Um, so next up, we have a shot of good old Han Solo. Good old Han I like, Solo. I mean, this is a perfectly posed Han shot. I think, yeah, that is. He what just really looks stood like a fucking scoundrel. Yeah, that's what stood out to me the most was because he almost looks like the pose makes him look like a cowboy. Like a like a cowboy, like Clint Eastwood would, or some John Wayne, like leaning yeah, I mean, up against the saloon door. He's just missing a fucking door. hat, really. And this one comes courtesy of Grown Men Toys. Yeah, great so, great handle, by the way. Grown yes. Men Toys. He's right. And I, I'm because this is at one this of those two hundred plus dollar Barbie figures, and I want this Han, but you can't get him anymore because he's gone. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm looking at it's the Hot Toys Han, right? So I think exactly. That's what he, Yep. And it almost looks like you can see chest hair on him. Like they it a good almost... chance there is. I mean, dude, <laughs> that's what these are like. I mean, yeah, you can see ankle joints and whatnot. I mean, some artists choose to paint those over. I'm one that that's not. I'm like, hey, just leave them as is. Yeah. But but outside of that, I mean, dude, they, I mean, they 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 get hand stitched clothes. Uh, like I said, the, the 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 painting, the sculpts, the the it's ridiculous. And some people will even go to the extent of having real hair put in. Oh my god! Like they'll buy uh, additional head sculpts from third party people, artists that implant individual strands of hair. Wow, that's yeah. fucking crazy. I mean, even the way the hair sculpted, it still looks fantastic. But yeah. I mean, just imagine if it was real. Yeah. I, mean, I I have the the one six scale Chewbacca, that thing to me is a living statue because he is all hair. Wow! And you comb this boy out. I mean, he looks fantastic. But this this grown man toy grown men toy shot, I've I've had this one sitting in the queue, Nick, for a while. Like I've told you, sometimes I'll just screenshot images. I know I want to share. I might not share them right away. But I know it's like these deserve to be seen by more people than me. This is one of those. So I'm glad I finally got it out there. But I just love the lighting. I mean, this to me is my favorite type of shot. Uh, I don't believe anything extra was required. This was just setting it up the right time of day to get the right lighting, the right shadows. Shoot. Yeah. That to me is the core of toy photography. I like fucking around with fireworks, smoke rain this that and the other thing but sometimes when you can just get a shot like this with just the right lighting that's everything yeah everything about this like you said the lighting the setup the pose spot on well done by at grown men toys on instagram so our final one of the top five and this guy is a god (laughs) i mean last week we had avino the legend this is a god legend so in terms of at least action figures yeah i mean this is it's just such a fun match retarded it's ridiculous i mean ridiculous (laughs) it's from plastic action and (laughs) it's just kind of hard to describe this what you have here is 
is you a have Captain where... Marvel in full on, uh, you know, uh, it's over nine thousand form. Yeah, like in full Super Saiyan mode, and With then you have Mace Windu's purple lightsaber impaled through Vader as she's holding him, like, you know, take this sweet rest, my friend. I have yeah. killed you, and <laughs> all in front of a Mace Windu who is styled after. Jules. Uh, was it Jules from, from Pulp Fiction? Pul- from Pulp Fiction. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, okay, so execution wise. There's so many levels to this. And th- yeah. this is plastic action. Like this guy, this is a guy, I don't know if we were talking about in this cast or offline. This is a guy that's been picked up by ESPN, you name it, because of the shit he does. The, the, the setups this guy pulls off are so brilliant and creative, it's disgusting. Yeah, like seeing like when I saw this, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, look like, at the pose. Whoa. I mean, just just the idea is is off the charts. Look at the posing and yeah. then the the post processing it puts in, you know, with her hair, the eyes, the saber. I mean, it's just it's this guy is everything. I mean, if you if you only have room to follow a few toy photographers in life, follow Jacks. Yeah, plastic this- action. It's just, it's such a fun shot. And like you said, the, I mean, the, the thing that's really impressive to me is like the posing of Vader, like the way that he has Vader like falling oh, back. I mean, she, she jabbed him right from behind as, yeah. as um, Jules Windu is looking on. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything about this shot is so fun. Like, and then like, if you're just focusing on the foreground where you have Captain Marvel and Vader with you know with the saber through him, and you miss the background, like you're missing the best part, because it's Jules from Pulp Fiction dressed as Mace <laughs> in the Mace costume. I mean, it's just so right. And the original oh, caption man. was, "Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration?" Yeah, uh, it's just ah <laughs> oh, man, this is just it's fun shit, and th- like. Stuff like this, you know, we haven't really had a top five yet that's had mashups like this. I mean, where you've had... I mean, dude, Jax is someone that could, anytime he puts out a Star Wars shot, should honestly be in our top five. It just, it comes to the point where, okay, we get it, man. You're fucking awesome. We can only share so much. I mean, there's a few accounts that I literally every week have to govern myself on to not share more of their shit because they're that good. And this is one right here. Yeah. I just, anything this guy puts out is magic. Yeah. Magic. And I can see why I can see why the dude is definitely magic. Talented I mean, it's just that, that is just, that is art. I mean, he, he's had his shit shared from RDJ. Like I said, ESPN, you name it. He's got it. Just now check him out. Plastic action. Like if you need something on Instagram that is, beyond your family or dumb shit you know fitness models whatever plastic action really all these people plastic action grown men toys uh the real james 23 papa palpatine photography with underscores and then photo wars 501st all great choices by nick again like i said this it's not you're you're better than anyone else it's just hey out of the shots that I decided to highlight this week, these are ones Nick found to be the standout. So keep hashtagging Star Wars Time Show because we will share it for sure. Even if you know you don't get a big write-up, I, I still try to, if you tag us, I try to get us into your stories or our stories. 
Or you could possibly make this segment on the show. So the show, we do this every Friday night, and then the new episodes drop on Tuesday. So you can always listen to this fandom top five IG segment on Tuesdays to hear if you made the grade. There we go. All right, man. Good top five. I really liked all these shots. Fantastic stuff. Yes, but really, like I said, become probably my favorite segment of the show. Yeah. Quickly, quickly becoming the best segment of the show all around. Um, so next up within fandom still, we have something that a lot of Galaxy of Heroes players have Swag-o. been waiting We're back. We're back to the Galaxy of Heroes. Swag-o. We're we're talking about the hollow table again. Back with EA and Capital Games and Matt. We talked about this a little bit last week. If there was ever a character that you would drop money to get. I did just kind of say this, didn't I? You did. You were like, if it, if I'm going to drop some scratch, some real dollars on this it, game. You know what? It's they they made it to where it's very easy to not spend money. They just I'm waiting for them to just come out and be like, "Yo, pay us $300 and you'll get this guy." Yeah. Give us $300 and you'll get fucking ROTJ Luke. Right. But no, it's it's all still very cryptic. There's still some dice rolls in there, some RNG. But what we're talking about is the arrival of Darth Revan himself to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. He's coming in the latest event, which is going to be dropping, Nick, what do you think, within the next week or so? Yeah, usually they're really fast after uh, It's going to require all of the Old Republic characters that weren't required for Jedi Revan. So you've got Bastilla Fallen, Juhani, uh, Candorous Ordo, Karth Onassi, and HK-47. Yeah, and this is, this is pretty much like, I feel like this is probably the the final release that we're going to get and the the event is called the scourge of the old republic so for the past couple few months now there's been a heavy focus on the old republic within galaxy of heroes and it's all it was all building up to jedi i mean not jedi to darth revan proper and like matt said this is going to be one of those characters and you know we, we we can say this about a lot of you know, at least well, at least a few of the the legendary releases for Galaxy of Heroes, but Darth Revan is going to be a character that changes the game. Um, this is like the way that he's been kind of teased and hyped up and built up. Like people are going to, you know, this is going to be one where you can spend some money to get him. You know, at least the shards to get the the people necessary to get him. I feel like they are going to see a huge surge in dollars when this officially drops. Oh yeah. Uh, I already know. I mean, Kung Fu clearly, I mean, he's, he's been preparing for this. I mean, he's, he's probably grinded himself into position, but he also farms like fucking a thousand gems a day. Cause he's one and one in, in the arenas. Yeah, so he doesn't uh, even need. Yeah, the money. this this is gonna coax some money. Uh, I believe this Darth Revan will probably be a counter to the Jedi Revan, who is essentially at this point dominated the arena shards. I mean, if you don't have Jedi Revan, you, you you basically can't even dream of competing for top fifty in arena at this point. True. So you would think that this Revan would probably be a counter to that, but I've also heard that he's gonna be. More like the 
the Thrawn event where you're going to have to have a pretty well-leveled team to even unlock him at, at, at full go. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to be like in JTR or even a Jedi Revan where you, you still have to have seven-star characters, but you can probably unlock him at, at gear eight, gear nine. From what I'm hearing, th- this is probably going to be, yeah, you're going to have to have all these random old republics, and they're going to have to be probably gear 11 plus. Yeah, that's that's, that's where it fucker. gets hard. That's a fucker. That is the, as Nick said, if you really want to get them within the first two tries, you probably are going to have to pay some money. Yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, I mean, I I don't even have six-star Thrawn. I mean, seven-star Thrawn yet. I have six-star Thrawn, and it's because I am still doing the farm. I'm finishing up the farm for Sabine. All of the other Phoenix characters are relatively easy to get. Like you can get them out of, you know, your 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 fleet battles. You can get them out of your cantina battles. Your you know galactic war battles. But for the characters that require harder farms, that is what really comes in. And then when you when you need to have that super high gear level, when you need to have gear 10 oh dude gear is the killer of all gear yeah. is the if you want to spend money let's grease my gear yeah exactly so ah man i mean i i'm looking at this i'm looking at darth road and i'm like see you in three years buddy because exactly, I'm, not close. exactly. <laughs> I'm i still haven't gotten jedi revan squads ready yeah I, i'm still missing two characters at seven star for that like i yeah there's just and I love, like, the fact that this is coming to the game just makes me happy as an Old Republic fan, as a fan of Nice Little Republic, Nice Little Republic 2, as a fan of the EU, the old EU Old Republic novels, like Star Wars, the Old Republic MMO. Like, I am a massive fan of the Old Republic. And just seeing this character, this juggernaut, this, this fucking legend within Star Wars coming to Galaxy of Heroes, like... It, it it it's another reason why I love this game so much and that I play it every day because there's no other games that are out right now where you can play as Darth Revan or that you know it's an it's an option to unlock him. I mean, yeah, you can go back and play Knights of the Old Republic from the early 2000s, but like, you know, we want something new. We want a new representation and this is where we get it. We get it in Galaxy of Heroes in 95% of the time, I mean, I would just say all of the time, really, when they release these new characters, they, they execute it so well that, like, there's generally no complaints about, like, oh, man, you should have done it this way, or, like, this doesn't even feel like the character. Like, the team at Capital Games is so good at bringing these characters to life in Galaxy of Heroes that it, every time there's a new drop, yeah, they, they, like I said, they've struck the perfect balance so far. I mean, if you're a whale, they keep you happy because you keep dominating. But if you're free, they keep you happy because they keep dangling stuff in front of you that you know you'll get in time with some grinding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just it seems like lately though, there's just so much to work towards. I mean, this game for the first two years, you'd be lucky to get a main event two or three times a year. Now you're getting them, it seems like, what, Nick, every two months, three months yeah. max, another like, one's rolling in or brand new one's coming around. So uh, it, it's all it, – they, they perfected the model of free-to-play, at least for Star Wars fans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fantastic stuff. And 
like you said, you've listed out all the characters that you need here to unlock um, Darth Revan, Bastila Shan, Fallen, not uh, Jedi Bastila, Candorus Oro, Karth or uh, Onasi, Juhani, and then the reworked HK-47, which... I mean, pretty uh, much everyone should have him anyways because yeah. he's, he was a, he's a, a launch character. I mean, he's essentially... He's been available since 2015. Yeah, and he's also an arena farm too. So if you get, you know, your arena points in, oh, yeah, your arena yeah, exactly. plays in. I mean, he he's easy. It's the other ones. I mean, honestly, the hardest one out of this batch is going to be Karth because he's fleet. Yeah, and fleet. And fleet, you can only really do fleet. one spin a day, and it's always high cost, and you don't really get the best, uh, you know, payouts, but. Yeah. Whatever. Revan's coming. It's never ending, people. I don't, like I said, I don't have the Jedi version yet. Now we're getting the Sith version. Yeah. What am I going to do? I didn't get fucking seven star C3PO. I mean, that's already, that gave me enough heartburn this last event. So the, the one thing that I did get accomplished in this past weekend or like this past week was I finally have a seven star capital ship and that's home one. <laughs> like, Oh, you got seven. Yeah. Cause I, I've just finally got my seven star chimera. So now all my capitals are seven star, but I still in my ship shard, not even close to getting payout like gem payout. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like 183, like I hang in the hundred and eighties, hundred and seventies and ship rank. And yeah. You know, it's enough to where I can get a Zeta every two days because of the payout. And, you know, that's that's kind of what you're what you're building towards when you're building out your teams. Like you, you have your leaders, you have your high tier high tier characters that require these Zeta materials. And the only way to get them is by having high level ship, you know, high level ship teams. So, you know, the fact that I can get twelve hundred ship tokens every day uh is definitely helpful to leveling up all of my good characters but i mean if i was in kung fu shoes then like this game would be completely different like oh yeah <laughs> it's all about generating gems daily yeah even if you can just do 50 gems a day you're going to be in a whole different league than people like me that generate zero yeah so i mean it's Again, like we've gone over, like we had a, a long love fest with Galaxy of Heroes last game, but again, like the, these events and the way that they've scaled their content is fantastic. So, hats off to Capital Games again. Jump in there if you're a fan of the Old Republic. This is this is probably the final event that we'll see for it because this it was all leading up to Darth Revan. So now that he's coming out. It's going to be really interesting to see where they go after this. You know, are we going to have a new event that's completely focused on one time period? Like, are we going to go out and and get a a sequel uh, time period event focus, or are we going to have original trilogy, prequel trilogy? We'll see. So, I'm really excited to see where Galaxy of Heroes goes now that we've wrapped up. Oh, the you, you know that you know they're going to do they'll, they'll definitely have something themed around nine. episode 9. 100%. And we're still, I mean everyone out there still just cuz he's on the main splash launch graphic is Jedi Luke. Yeah, ROTJ, not not Who CLS. do we need for Jedi Luke? Because yeah. that's not Jedi Luke, that's just that's Commander Luke. Yeah, exactly. Like we're talking black suit, white flap Luke. Yeah, that's Jedi Luke because he doesn't become Jedi Luke until that white flap pops open. So, that's again, man. I mean, 
I know it's going to be, you're probably going to need seven star 3PO. You're probably going to oh, need. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, like three PO's guaranteed. People are speculating maybe Snow Han. I was thinking Snow Han and General Leia. Yep, like General the, Leia. Yeah, and then I mean, if R two, I feel like R two has to be in there. I know that like you would think, almost I mean, everybody. Or Rebel Leia. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, there there's no way they're gonna drop Jedi Luke with a required squad that people will already have. So there's probably yeah. gonna be something either from multiple legendary events or a new character that you're going to have to get. Yeah, so I think you're right. Like, 3PO is going to be in there. I mean, Snow Han and, I mean, what's the – it's the one for Galactic for the territory battle, territory battle Leia. People are Rebel thinking Leia, right? the it could be the Endor Leia from okay. the uh, 3PO event may be yeah. required. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's a good call because that's then, then maybe traditional Chewbacca because he's another hard one to get. He is, and then I guess we would we might need a new Han then. Or the Lando. Other... A lot of people are thinking maybe Lando could could have Lando. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of possibilities out there, but I mean, ROTJ fucking Luke. It's been on the splash like the opening splash for a while, and like. I'm yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what I'm going to need for that. But it's just like when you get into the situation that I'm in and if if any of you guys started playing when you started listening to this podcast or because of our recommendations like and you started to build your squads, you know, you have to prioritize what you want. It's like, okay, do I want to just immediately start building towards yeah. Darth Revan? Th- th- this game, it's not a Star Wars game, it's a resource management simulator. Yeah. So you have to it's figure basically out the Sims, but with Star Wars characters. Exactly. Like, it's just a lot of thought, a lot of resource management, a lot of prioritization on who you level um, is required. So, like, for me, my first full legendary finish was, well, I mean, I guess it would be R2-D2. So it was R2, but it was in preparation for CLS. And he was the guy like he was the first. I mean, well, I guess you had Yoda and Palpatine. True. I did have. OK, so I, I had those two seven star first. Like I finished those events first, but I didn't feel like like at the time that was pre Yoda and Palpatine rework. They just didn't feel as powerful like when. And this is something that you told me right when I started playing. You were like, look, CLS is the game changer. Once you get CLS, it unlocks everything else for you. Like the game becomes way more like the the scope becomes bigger because of the ability, like the things that you can do with CLS. Right. So that was like, that's why CLS was like my laser focus for the longest time, because I knew based off of what you told me, get CLS and then shit happens. Well, I mean, dude, laser focus is the only one to only way to go. If you're free to play, you yeah. have to say, this is, these are the people I'm farming and that's it. As much as you're going to be drawn to other farms, other projects, you have to commit. Yeah. So, and that's why I, I fucked a little bit of that mantra with this C3PO event. I definitely shifted. Like I went full go on Ewoks for about a week straight. And ignored all my other stuff. And I did. I think I, I, I'm, I'm impressed the fact that I got six-star 3PO. Because I did not have a six-star worthy squad. But RNGesus kicked in. And I, I somehow pulled it off. 
He's still useless for raids. I don't know if, what I'm going to use him for, but as we've been saying, I do believe he's a required piece to the Jedi Luke puzzle. So whatever. It is I've what seen, it is. Now I'm back on my old Republic farms. I've seen uh, 3PO in CLS Rebel squads oh, for yeah. arenas. No, he's like he's money. Shit. He's yeah. money. He's just... He's not as money as, say, a Jedi Revan for no. stuff that can generate gems, is what I mean. Yeah, for sure. So, again, everybody, if you haven't downloaded Galaxy of Heroes already, then I don't know what to tell you. Go download it and get ready for some fucking Darth Revan action. Good shit. Love it. Love right. Revan. All right, Matt. The next up... Yeah, this, is, this is like my type of shit. So yeah, this is your land. I, your I was land. out this week, so Nick kind of had to post some stuff. I mean, I, I give him credit. He got it out there. He didn't really know what this post was about. But Hasbro, for the past week or two, I believe, maybe three weeks total, has been running a, a contest on various Star Wars fan websites. Hopefully one day they'll run through StarWarsTime.net. But that relies on you people and making us cool. We're still not that cool. We're just kind of mediocre, but we're, we're getting there. We love you. Those that do listen and come back, thank you. Either way, for the Black Series line, they did a, a, fan con, a fan poll on what should be the next Star Wars Black Series figure. So Black Series figures, again, the traditional uh, Black Series, at least, they're six-inch figures, highly detailed. They had that digital face paint app. They're, they're beautiful figures. They're great for photography. They pose well. They shoot well. So anyways, th they opened up a vote, and it was for all sorts of random characters throughout the original trilogies. I mean, random, like some random black dude in an orange jumpsuit running through Bespin. He was literally one of the people. I think his uh, name think, is Will Rowe Hood. Yeah, Will, Will Rowe. Will yeah, Rowe. Will Rowe Hood. Right. Will Rowe was up in that. I mean, they had like some Lobot was up in it. Ugnots. I mean, just random motherfuckers. But what the fans settled on after the votes was Luke Skywalker Dagobah. So I, what this means, this is like Jedi training Luke. You know how we had Jedi training Rey, we now have Jedi training Luke. He's coming in Black Series form, and the community is quite excited. I don't know if he's going to come with a Yoda in a backpack, but that's the Luke we're getting. You know, tank top Luke. Yeah. I hope he comes with fucking Yoda backpack, dude, because that is what makes Dagobah Luke. Right? No, you're right. It, I, it almost has to come with the Yoda. And I'd be fine if it was just Yoda formed into a backpack. Like, Yoda doesn't even have fucking legs. Yeah. Like, and he's literally just... <laughs> just part of the pack. Yeah, that would be f perfectly fine. But um, I just think it's funny that, uh, like you said, there were so many of these characters up there, and then... Luke Skywalker with like how do you not vote for Dagobah Luke Skywalker like do you, like in my mind if I see those options and again like I'm not well there's a, there's a little bit of a controversy because apparently Wedge got the most votes oh but Hasbro still went with the one that pretty much should have been just a normal character anyways yeah that's okay. it, was, it was like Pilot Wedge was this you know his classic green force green helmet yeah uh, I would have loved that, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the one I voted for just because he's super random. I mean, I should have went with Wilro if we're going for super random. <laughs> but I, I, I totally understand why Dagobah Luke got picked. I mean, there is a, there's a Bespin Luke, but it's the old version of Black Series before they had the actual photo real face paint technology. But there is not a Dagobah 
training Luke. So, like you said, I mean, they they got to jam a Yoda up in that bitch. Yeah, it's got to be a part of it. Even the image that they use to announce him right. as the winner has exactly. the Yoda on his fucking back. Exactly. So it's got to be there. But you got to have a pack, if anything else, so yeah. you can jam the 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 Black Series Yoda into it. Maybe like in my mind, it would be like luke with the tank top the backpack with yoda in it and then three stones like the three stones. Oh, look at this guy <laughs> he's like a regular toy designer now that's that's no kinda... you're dead on it, it, sh- it should be three stones like if they're not going to throw an r2 you gotta throw in the stones yeah because i mean and fuck on. it at this point throw in a goddamn x-wing submerged in a swamp yeah throw in just do a whole uh, just do a whole with fucking force lift set. technology to where you can actually have it lift out yeah it's got like a like a attachment that you can put on luke's Hell hand yeah. and like yeah. attach it to the thing oh yeah why not i mean a collector can dream can he good shit listen in here hasbro we have some ideas over here at the star wars time show so give us a give us a call we have some we have some good solid sales pitches for you it, it might not make sense in terms of production costs and selling and actually making money but it, it's at least some really cool fan ideas for you. Yeah. We're in touch with the fans. fans We're giving you what the fans want. Exactly. We're in touch with the fans here at star Wars time show. That's what we, 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 you know, have, that's what we tell ourselves consistently. We've consistently at least tried to go after the, the fandom, the artists, the people who love star Wars. We try to connect with you guys as much as we can via our, our, our you know top five our instagram everything like that so that's that's who we're interested in in pleasing here are the true star wars fans no matter which movies tv shows or va- video games you're a fan of as long as you're a star wars fan you're a star wars timer to me so damn skippy matt we got we got two pieces of news here that kind of go yeah, hand so, in hand. some celebration announcements we we've been having those the, really the the past few casts I mean, as they come out, we, we try to, to fill you in. So the first one, Nick, is uh, these, honestly, I mean, this one, this might be a panel we might be able to get into without sleeping on concrete for double-digit hours. Yeah, so bringing Galaxy's Edge to life is, I mean, we've talked about Galaxy's Edge almost more than anything for the past four weeks here on Star Wars Time Show. So for a panel at Celebration, I feel like we would really get into this. Well, I just I like I said, I, I think this is one that probably won't have a massive line to get in. Yep. Uh so yeah, but I mean basically the, the gist of the panel is how did this galaxy's edge thing come to be? So I think you're gonna get probably some behind the scenes footage. Uh, you'll probably talk to some of the, the main creative minds behind it. Not talk to them, but hear them talk, my bad. Uh, but like I said, it, I don't believe this is going to be one of the main draw panels. I think this is going to be one that's going to be uh, relatively approachable, I guess. Because uh, I'm telling you, man, if, if you guys went to the 2017 Star Wars Celebration, you know what I'm talking about. Unless you were Jedi VIP or spent hours upon hours, and I'm not just talking like waiting for a ride at hollywood studios hours you know two hours i'm talking 15 16 17 hours sleeping on concrete and queues i mean you couldn't do shit so i just i don't know i feel like this panel is gonna be one that we may be able to get into 
if we get our timing right. Because in the end, the panels are that that's the gold at these celebrations these days. Uh, it, it's no longer just being there. It's can you get into one of the panels? Yeah. So I would really like to get into this one because it includes, like you said, Matt. Oh, yeah. Disney. I mean, you're Captain Disney. I mean, you, you yeah. need to know all this stuff. It's the Disney Imagineers are going to be there. And for those people who don't know what Imagineers are, it's essentially yeah, they, the they take LSD all day. And they come it, up it, with fucking crazy Exactly, ideas. and craft experiences for super fans of a property. That's yeah. what these people do. So, you know, the Imagineers who essentially executed and cooked up the idea for Batu and Galaxy's Edge will be there along with some representatives from Lucasfilm. Because obviously for, for a project of this scale, you had to have Lucasfilm people there consulting uh you know giving advice well i mean dude just i I, i'm telling you right now that this park was built for this new trilogy and beyond so we're going to batu in episode nine yeah that's almost happening yeah that that, that's i think it's gonna be early on i think that's where the first mcguffin's gonna take us and then from there that's where they're gonna jump off to the real shit yeah so And, and that's why this park was built this park was built to supplement complement the new trilogy and the Disney movies moving forward. Exactly. So I'm super excited to see what kind of information we get. Like, you know, if they show us, if they do show us some behind the scenes, like you mentioned, some videos showing how they built these incredibly huge spires. I mean, these things stand what 50, 60 feet Dude, in the they, air. They look like, it looks like fucking a mini city. Yeah, so I mean, and, and they're is, the little skyscrapers. I mean, it it's all built to scale. I mean, it's legit. Yeah, so I I really would like to see how all of this came together, where the idea came from, and the steps to execution. Because I just love shit like that. So well, this let, one when we get to schedule, we'll definitely have to try to get there um, a few hours earlier. See if we can at least get our ticket. Because that that's at least how they did in twenty seventeen. I mean. They just have queues to get in and then queues for panel tickets. And pretty much all of them in 2017, you weren't getting a panel ticket unless you were there for 10 hours or more. God. Well, we'll see how this one (laughs) breaks down. I do feel like I still don't know how I got the Ray Park panel at 2017. I mean, I just this is when I, I just rolled up. The line was taking hours and hours, and I finally heard they're like, yo, if you're media, you can go this way. I walked in. I was like, finally. And I get in, and I see the queue hall just for the panels. It was basically all cleared out. There was trash and dust everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. It's over. I miss it all. And then luckily, she's like, we got a few more tickets for Ray. I was like, sign me up. It's like me. I'll take it. But <laughs> it, it, was, it was pure luck, man. That That's like, I don't know. I hope this is this experience that we're about to embark on this April is managed much more efficiently than what went down in 2017. Because if it isn't, you're going to look at me at the end of this trip and you're going to go, you're a fucking bozo for going to more than one of these things. Yeah, it's like, how do you do this? Because outside of the, the, the one or two hours of just the shock of being on the show floor and seeing all the, the collectibles and props and this, that, and the other thing, this thing is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. But it's it like, is a line nightmare. Yeah, it's like like you said, it's like Disney times ten. Like there's no there's no end. But at in least sight. Disney, like, I can guarantee myself it, with proper planning. I can guarantee myself three great 
experiences. Yeah, and even even if you wait long enough, like you know, if you wait in a line, I'm gonna get on the fucking ride. Like I may right. be in the line for an hour and a half, right. but I'm gonna get on. The and you're ride. not gonna wait in a line for eight fucking plus hours. Yeah, it's fucking that's that's crazy. that's the difference. I mean. It, the next one, and there will be other ones. Uh, at this point, I think I'm just I'm gonna cough up to 800 for Jedi VIP. I think that's probably gonna be the road I go. Because I'm pretty sure if you do Jedi VIP, you pretty much get dibs on any panel, uh, or a, a limited number. But you, you're you essentially guarantee yourself you're gonna be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. If you're going go so, to go So, speaking of Jedi VIP, Nick, the, the next celebration story we got, and this one, people, I'm telling you right now, don't even get your hopes up unless you're going to commit to a 15-plus-hour overnight wait because the Episode Nine panel was announced. Yeah, this is the panel that everybody has been waiting this for. This is it. This is This was the panel in 2017. This is where they dropped the trailer. This is where you had fucking Hayden come out. George came out. John Williams played a fucking concert at. Yes. Mark was there. Daisy was there. John was there. It's. I mean, this is it. This is going to be the one where if you did they, did they give the date, Nick? Is it going to be Friday morning? Friday, Friday morning? April 12th. They did not give the right. time yet, though. So I'll tell you right now. Friday, April 12th. Episode nine trailer. Yeah, count on Mark it. Mark your fucking calendars. And it's, it's going to be during this panel. And that's why you're going to have to wait for 15 or more hours. Oh, man. Because I, I get to watch the trailers with the main cast. Yeah, with fucking J.J. Abrams, with more than likely Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. Oh, they're all going to be there unless they had some sort of contractual obligation elsewhere. But I'm pretty sure for the last one, especially uh, Daisy and John have been to them all. I think Oscar missed the the last one, but they'll be there. Yeah. So this, yeah, like you said, this is the, the Mac daddy panel here, but I don't, I mean, like, do you really want to sit in the line for it? That's the thing. It's like, cause you can go online and watch it. Like when you were there, when you were at celebration, I was literally telling you what was happening during that panel. Right. Cause you couldn't get exactly. in. Exactly. I was like, Hey, I'm watching a panel online and you're like, tell me what the fuck's happening. Cause I can't see anything. <laughs> like, that was the other thing. That's why I just, I know read pop is managing this one too. It's just, I just hope they learn because dude, they didn't even have a goddamn like big enough screen and sound system to where people could even watch and listen on the show floor. Yeah, see, that's insane. You couldn't to me. hear it, and they had this fucking gigantic Tie Fighter right in front of the main stage, so you couldn't <laughs> see anything either. I saw the fight. Like Matt sent me pictures. I remember, and we were doing Star Wars Time Show at that time too, except it was the Entertainment Budacast Star Wars Time podcast. And you sent me pictures. We talked about it on the cast, but it was just so fucking hilarious that like you're standing there where the they're worst. showing the fucking the panel. Worst, dude. It, it was, was just worst. completely blocked by a goddamn TIE fighter. I was like, you can't plan that any worse. You I mean, I rushed that. to get there. We had the fight to even get through the line. And then as the line opens, they, they, they kick into the panel. I missed half of that. And then they get in the trailer. I can't even fucking watch it live. Yeah, I, was, I had to leave. I had to leave the convention center to get a cell phone signal hour after it came out just to watch the fucking first trailer for Last Jedi. 
Yeah, it was nuts. It was. So, I mean, I wasn't even there, and just trying to tell Matt what was happening was nuts. <laughs> it's, uh. it's terrible. It's just like, as a as a super fan like I am, I, I want to see this panel. Oh yeah, dude. Th- this is everything. Like, this is the only reason to go to celebration is this panel. Yet I know. I don't have it in me at 38 to do what it takes to get into it without being a Jedi VIP. So like if I was there by myself and like, here's the thing is like, we're, we're both going, but we're also both going with, you know, you're going with your wife and daughter. I'm going with my girlfriend. Like we're, we have people there that we're also hanging out with. So it's not like we can just sleep on the floor for an entire day to get panel tickets like there are people that oh, we i want could to like my people with. would understand me because they know i'm i'm, I'm a nut job yeah I, I just i don't even have i just don't think i have it in me nick i don't think i can do it yeah i, I feel I, like I, have you ever waited in line for fucking double digit hours no the closest i came to doing that was the wii release like the nintendo wii release i sat outside of a walmart for six hours and it was cold as fuck. That was the closest <laughs> I came. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I think the longest I've waited might have been for a new roller coaster at Cedar Point, like three hours. Yeah, because I, I I remember I like I got off work, me and three of my friends got together. The Walmart by my house had thirty, and at one point, like it was starting to get a little crazy because like people were starting to like move up in line. It was getting a little nuts, and then at some point. One of the people in line was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to write down everybody's name in the order they are in, in this line. And then we gave, like, when the Walmart people showed up, we gave them this list. We we're like, here, this is everybody's name, and this is how they've been in line. Like, everybody signed it. That's a pretty fucking civil way of something like that going down. I'm yeah. surprised no one got stabbed or shot. Nope. It, and it was... At first, the Walmart people were like, "Well, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything with this. It's just gonna be like whoever gets in gets it." And then, like, they were preparing the store for like a half hour before they let us in. And then, eventually, somebody came out and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna do it by the list. I can see that you guys have put this all together." I think me and my friends were we were like twenty six, twenty seven, and twenty eight. So there was only two more left after oh, yeah. we were there. I <laughs> get okay, it, it, it. Like, I mean, Nick. That's a great point. I mean, just even the the anxiety and stress that goes into something like this. Yeah, because it's, it's like I, I I'm thinking if I could even set up a yurt that had full running electricity, uh, flowing water with its own toilet. That's probably <laughs> the only way I could do this. Oh yeah, dude. We we brought like a portable television out there, and we brought a a, a GameCube. <laughs> like we were just fucking playing GameCube. On the ground while we were, and that's that was just six hours. I, I'm being six, dead serious. Yeah. I really think the episode nine panel will will require some sleep. Oh yeah, more than likely. Like you, you're looking at least fifteen hours. I'm thinking, yeah. If you, if you want to guarantee get in, that's insanity. But yeah, so episode nine panel announced Friday, April twelfth. No time yet. Celebration stage at the McCormick Place Convention Center in Chicago, Illinois. Also, along with that, um, was the announcement of more guests. So, Star Wars Celebration is always the place to go if you want to see some of your most, you know, desired Star Wars celebrities. So, 
Some more guests were announced. This time we have Forrest Whitaker coming, which just alone, like Forrest Whitaker going to a Star Wars celebration conference is amazing. He's a fantastic actor. He won an Oscar winner. He must uh, not have had um, too many roles lately. Yeah. Typically when they're going to conventions, it's so they can snag an easy 30 grand for a weekend. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> exactly. But he's going Saw Gerrera from Rogue One, for those of you who don't know who he is, but who have seen all of Star Wars movies, so he's Saw Gerrera. Uh, we have... Poor Kali! Get... Go! Go! Yeah. Get out it's of a, here! It's a poor Kali, then! Poor Kali... Well, got it. We'll know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Such an over-the-top performance. I know. It was good, though. I mean, I really liked his I character. I kind of like Saul. Yeah, he was really just portrayed the character so well. <laughs> um, so next up is Hugh Corshi. For people who don't know who Hugh Corshi is, that is Captain Panaka from episode one. Oh, yeah. Captain Panaka was the only person on the Naboo, Imper- on the Naboo Royal Guard who had any idea what to do. He was the only Damn voice straight. of reason. He had his shit together, and then he had his shit together so much, they fucking fired him and just hired someone that changed one letter in his name to be the next security guy. Oh, gosh. They went from C- Captain Panaka to Tanaka. That oh. just goes to show you the quality we we had with the prequels. Yeah. George was like, I don't have time <laughs> to think fuck? about names. He's like, I don't want to think about names right now. I'm I have not to wrong, get this right? Fucking I mean, spe- literally, it went from Panaka to Tanaka. I say, I think it might have been Captain, because they change actors. Yeah, because he's he's uh, they went from like a black guy to, to a Samoan. Okay, no, so his name's it's not here. I'll drop you the the link. It's Typho, Captain Typho. Here we go, Gregor, Gregor, Typho. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was starting to get really worried. I was like, man. Yeah. Maybe I should get back on my prequel hate train. So it says that Typho was his uh, was Captain Panaka's nephew. Typho followed in the footsteps of his uncle, Quarash Panaka, who was the Naboo Good Royal Security Korsh. Forces captain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Typho. Oh, God. And then... If for you, you guys know who Captain Typho is. Captain Typho is the uh, um, security. He was a lot in. I mean, he, he was in the cartoon series for a few episodes. Too. He was, and he was super heavy in episode two. There was a lot of Captain Typho in episode two. Um, so yeah, He's so like he, the Nick Fury of Star Wars. He does. He got an eye patch. Not even an eye patch. Like an eye. Like it, yeah, I don't even it know just what it hovers. Is. It's like an eye hover. Yeah, a hover patch. <laughs> Pretty cool shit. All right, and the next, the next big name. I mean, in in Geekosphere, Katie Sackhoff is huge. Um, yeah, I always so, forgot that she played Bo Katan. Uh, yeah, and in yeah. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So she she's was the sister of Duchess Satine, the yeah. righteous ruler of uh, Mandalore, Mandalore, who eventually does become the man, uh, ruler of Mandalore in Star Wars Rebels episode or season four. Exactly. So Katie Sackhoff is going to be there. For those of you who don't know who she is in Star Wars, she was Starbuck in um, oh God. fantastic series by the Battlestar like, Galactica. Star Wars fan. Uh, the Galact or the um, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica reboot. Well worth your time. Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, well she, worth your time. She also played in um, Pitch Black. She was 
was she in Pitch Black or was she in Chronicles of Riddick? She was in She's one, in of, one the of them movies. for sure. I mean, dude, like you said, she is just a straight nerd nerd queen. Yeah, exactly. So she was she was in the new Riddick movie. I know that for sure. Like Riddick, not not Chronicles of Riddick. She was in Riddick. Um, I don't remember if she was in Chronicles of Riddick though. But so she's she's been around the geekosphere for a long time. Um, so she will be there, uh, portraying, well, not portraying, but like for her role as Bo-Katan in Star Wars Clone Wars. And then we also have some of the engineers and designers from the Star Wars movies. So Lee Towersy is the builder for R2-D2 for the sequel trilogy. So for 789, um, Matt Denton, he is electronic design and development supervisor for Rogue One. And then Josh Lee is the building supervisor and the chief engineer for BB-8, four, seven, eight, and nine. So those are the new additions to the celebrity list for celebration. And then along with this, we also got the announcement of the third pin set for celebration goers. And the third pin set is Hera and Kanan. Oh, dude! So you you didn't fill me in on the pin culture of Disney. Pin culture in Disney is massive, dude. Holy like shit. My two nephews are in it, and they got Charlie in it with their little lanyards and trading yep. pins and this, that, and the other thing. I never got into it, but, like, that is a big part of, like, oh, walking around massive. the park. I was like, you guys want some fucking pins. I literally, I probably have, I don't know, 10 to 15 pounds of pins from all those goddamn Funko Pop boxes I used <laughs> to subscribe to. Yeah. yeah. I was like, brothers, if you guys want some pins, I got you. It's it's so it's so weird too because they figured out this and I've never seen this before Disney like I've never seen pin trading like this so it's like they it's set like it all up the stores have a, a an identified pin trader yeah and it it allows you to interact with the people like even the park workers like the park workers walk around with like their lanyard on that's with what their I mean pins. they're like yo I'm 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 down the trade like they actually wear a sticker like I I'm here to trade. Yeah, so I mean, it's really cool, but yeah, like I actually just never got into it uh, in Disney. But it, World, it's but. I, I tried to explain it to you when we first ta- started talking about these pins and how they're exclusive for this and trading and collecting. It's the same shit, man. You, you'll see it here. There's like certain, they're not even pins. They're like these little metal medallions of characters that if you go to a certain amount of of the closed door stuff, they're not even. I wouldn't even call them panels. They're just kind of in like the side venues. Yeah. Like, there's an order to go to to get certain these little pin-like collectible things. Wow. And people just go to Celebration to go through all of the little presentations to get these pin pin deals. So, I mean, I get it. It's – and these – I mean, honestly, if I didn't collect so much other shit, I, I would love to get into these fucking pins. Yeah. Dude, it's – it's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, like these pins look really cool. The art style of these pins is. That's really what I mean. Pops. They're great. I, I have a. I'll probably buy it if they offer it for this one. But the last one they offered, it was essentially a, again, a loot crate, but of only shit you could get at the convention. Yeah, I'll probably pick up one of those. So I got that, and, and they had. I got the pin set. It had, uh, I think, Anakin, Dooku, and and Mace in that type of animated style, and they are pretty fantastic. Yeah, so that's all the celebration news that we have for this episode. Again, we're less than a month out. Um, starts April 11th. Matt and I will be there. 
um, in our Star Wars time capacity. We're going to give you guys as much coverage as possible. Yeah, we're we're going to be doing something. Yeah, for sure. Like, we'll probably do. We'll probably drinking, try to Drinking, if anything else. Yeah, we'll be drinking for sure. My uh, So my girlfriend, this is a place that, that I don't know if I told you about yet, but my girlfriend was doing some digging. She found a um, a bar slash a bar restaurant, like a restaurant bar over there that has 40 different beers on tap. All right. She's like, do you think like uh, Matt and his wife would want to go? I was like, I think Matt would be down. I know Matt's a big fan of the booze. Oh, so dude, I think- yeah. Any anytime <laughs> I travel like this week in particular, if, if I'm on something that in my head is considered vacation, I'm going to be drinking at some point during the day. Yeah, so I think I think we're gonna set up a, a like a dinner and an, an evening at this forty yeah. beers on tap right. place. That, that works. No, I'm excited. I, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to this. I I think the weather's gonna be fucking miserable. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, but I'm hoping with just the transit system around Chi Town and the fact that it's Star Wars, that it's gonna kind of negate the, the 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 weather piss. See, I think that. I think that they announced recently for uh, for celebration that there's going to be shuttles running from the official venues, like the official hotels. Oh, they, they, trust me, Chicago in terms of its transit, we're we're fine. Yeah, I just wonder if once we get there, if it's going to be like Orlando, where day one you're in line just to get in for two or three hours. Yeah, it's like you're in line to get in because line. No one knows what the fuck's going on. It's a disaster. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but. We'll be there, people. If you're going to be at Star Wars Celebration, let us know. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Leave us a message. Drop us a comment. Say, hey, I'll be at Star Wars Celebration. Hope to see you guys there. Because uh, if we, if I run to one Star Wars Time fan, if one guy says, oh, my gosh, y'all are from Star Wars Time, I'm going to lose my shit. That's, it's just going to – it means so no, much. No, it would be great. I mean, we, we got a great comment this week from uh, Nostalgic one of the Adam. IG artists we, we posted and talked about in the last episode, Nostalgic Adam. I mean, that's the type of stuff we live for. So as Nick said, if you see us, we're going to try to get some shirts going. We'll figure something out. Let us know. I mean, even if you don't see us and you're not going, let us know. Are people listening? Numbers are suge- suggesting people are. Trending up numbers, but are we don't up. really know if you enjoy it, if you like it, or if you're going to come back. So let us know. Yeah, drop us a line, comment somewhere. We, we, I've gotten a few comments on YouTube lately, on IG. It's it's been promising. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely I'm feeling good, but being the whore that I am, I could feel better. <laughs> For Just sure. Let us know. For sure. So, so let's move into our last little deal, the night, Nick, or, or of, of this episode of Star Wars Time Show. And it's, it's episode nine related. You know, we always save episode nine stuff for the end. But as Nick kind of set up at the beginning of the cast here, at least before we went live, it's kind of throwaway. But, you know, something that I, I think a lot of us were kind of expecting to see in episode nine. Yeah. So there was a, an article that dropped today from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, today being Friday the 15th, and it, it it goes into what we can expect from Carrie Fisher's role in Episode 9. Uh, there was an interview with Oscar Isaac on SiriusXM, um, Tell Me John is the name of the show. He was there with John Fugelsang, uh, the guy who runs the show on Sirius. He was talking about his new Netflix movie, Triple Frontier, but obviously... You're talking to Poe Dameron, so you talk Star Wars. 
And one of the things that was mentioned was his relationship with Carrie and what we can expect to see from the episode nine footage that's being inserted, uh, being used from previous footage from episode seven. So essentially the way that the, the EW article reads is they make you think that, that Oscar actually says like, Oh yeah. Like the, the footage that is being used, like I can remember shooting it from episode seven. Like this was stuff where it's character building between me and Leia and everything like that. But if you listen to the actual, you know, comments in the, in the radio show, you, you hear that Oscar is talking about his experience with Leia on episode eight and, you know, um, what, what they did there and all the character building there. And what he says about episode nine is, um, that it was unusual to be filming these sequences knowing that she wasn't there. Um, but basically what they're doing is they're taking this footage and they're putting her in a place of honor within star Wars. They're, they're using it to, to build the relationship more between her and Poe and ultimately is going to be a an avenue to give her her rightful place of honor in the Star Wars galaxy. I just I don't know. I I don't think we can ever get to the rightful place considering what happened with Carrie and it's yeah. just that's just the fuck of it all. I mean, really her dying right there before, you know, episode 8 came out, it, it's a fucked everything up and I know it sounds horrible for me to say as a human it, it is horrible but as a Star Wars fan it's the reality we we face I mean we lost one of the big threes before her character story was over yeah. and we know through reporting through comments through Disney Lucasfilm themselves that she was going to be a major 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 part of episode 9 yeah the the major part of episode nine and, and just they can't achieve that now and so they're trying to kind of piece stuff together and and piecemeal it from footage from tfa and, and so i think at least from this article standpoint nick that the only way they probably could have gone in episode nine with leia is with her and poe because i'm assuming a lot of the footage shot would have been between her and poe yeah, especially I mean, if it's from TFA. I mean, she wouldn't have been talking to many other people. Like, she's definitely not talking to Kylo, and she's not talking to Ray. No, absolutely so, not. And and that's where we all know it was headed. I mean, we we know Kylo and his his mammy were gonna have a showdown. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't pr- it wasn't probably gonna be like Leia, like yeah, I'm here to kick your ass. It was probably like Leia saying, "I am gonna die, and I'll probably die at your hand. Are you willing to keep doing this shit, you dumb fuck?" Yeah, exactly. Like giving him the ultimatum. Like, right. Like I'm going to sacrifice myself to stop whatever you're doing. Is that enough to get you to wake up? No. Okay. Well, then I'll die. Yeah. Then that's that's to me as general as you want to get. That's where it was going. Yeah. And now I'm really interested to see how like what Oscar said, like how this is going to give her any sort of rightful place of honor they've all been saying it nick but can they really achieve the perfect send-off for leia i just i find it impossible yeah it's gonna be i don't know man it's just gonna be so fucking hard to do that without doing a cg something to to fill in a gap here there i just i to me it's an it's an insurmountable task to send this movie character out 
after 40 plus years of being a iconic movie character you can't do it yeah it cannot be done with old footage as much as they want to spin it there's no way and it sucks. And I'm not blaming JJ. I'm not blaming Disney. Yeah, it's nobody's it's just, fault. It just fucking happened, man. I mean, you won't blame anyone. Blame Carrie and her fucking erratic lifestyle. I mean, that lady lived hard and fast. She did. I mean, she, she died had, with fucking coke and meth in her system. Yeah, she had. I mean, she had a hard life, and she just. She didn't die of natural causes. Yeah, I mean, she might have in the end, but they were brought on because of the way she lived. Yeah. So. It I mean, sucks. it's it's, it's going to be it's, it's a huge bummer, man. Yeah. I mean, it fucked this trilogy up big time. I mean, it, more so than some of you people want to say about TLJ. I mean, this Carrie dying really, 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 really fucked this thing up. It was a dick punch for sure. Like, I think they can I think it can be recovered. I think the Band-Aids have been put on and I think they'll be fine because, hey, in the end, guess what? we're not going to know any better as fans. We really don't know outside of reports unless we wrote the scripts. We really don't know what was going to happen. We can only infer what was going to happen based on the way seven and eight went. And it really kind of looked like nine was being set up for Leia in terms of the old cast. That was going to be her swan song. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no doubt about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now it's just waiting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be emo- like we've said this before, like it's going to be emotional seeing her in this movie, even if we know that this footage was filmed in 2015. But it's still going to suck. For it's no way. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it's going to suck. I think it's going to be great, but it's it's just not going to be what it could have been. Exactly. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Unless J.J. Abrams... I mean, we could be wrong. Maybe fucking JJ is just a magician. He comes out there. He's like, I need to do this in a way that nobody thinks I can. And then somehow fucking pieces together a coherent, poignant, and emotional ending to to Leia in Star Wars. Yeah, they somehow have new technology to where they can recreate performances based on other some modeling system that can read in an actor's performance of uh, based on existing footage and then execute new actions i just i don't know i i there's no way yeah there's no way you could have pre-planned for a major character being gone when you shot the original scenes back in fuck when 2014 2014 2013 yeah. maybe yeah i mean it's it's going to be interesting so we're only, what is it now, nine months away? Well, fuck. I mean, I, I, th- that's why we need trailers, man. Yeah. I mean, let's go. Give give us a give us a dabble. What what does it look like at least? Give us a title. Is, is she wearing the mechanic outfit still? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like she's gonna have to be in TFA clothing, and she always throughout <laughs> the whole movie she was wearing the like the resistance mechanic suit. I've got full faith in JJ and crew. It's it's again, it's nothing against them. I mean, they're working with they got to work with. I just I can't envision how this is gonna come off as being the the end that everyone envisioned wanted respect whatever you want to call it for leia just there's no way no yeah. way yeah it's it's gonna be tough it sucks ah oh, man oh well oh well Such is life kids don't do coke and meth yeah that's a if good piece of it, advice don't do it if you're a famous actress 
portraying a role that nerds need to know how it ends. Selfishly, right. we need to know. I know. Like I said, I, I sound like a horrible human, but hey, Carrie knew it. I mean, sh- she lived the life she lived. She embraced it, and she went out doing what she loved to do. <laughs> I mean, drugs. Yeah, it's true. All right, man. I think we hit all the topics for this I week. Know. It was it was so, light, but I mean, again, Nick, Nick, we went an hour and a half. <laughs> Nick Nick checked in this week. He's like, um, I know we kind of had a special topic planned, but I think I'm going to die. So let's just run with our regular topics. And what do we do? We go a buck forty. Yeah, yeah. We we can stretch <laughs> any topics here at the Is Star that, Wars I, time it, show. You know what it was? It was <laughs> Disney, man. Like Disney, because you're a Disney freak. I, I yeah. hate even saying that, but you know you're a fanboy. Oh yeah. I am. So you, you definitely sparked up for that, and it, we're, we're asking some good questions. But oh, hey, yeah. Dude, whatever. Like, Hopefully it. his head hasn't melted through his ears. <laughs> uh, but he he did. He he slogged through this podcast. We definitely turned some mud into gold. I mean, we, we really didn't have much to go on, but we somehow figured out a way to keep that diarrhea flowing from these orifices. And that's kind of what we do on Star Wars Time, people. So... If this is your first time coming around and you made it this far, you know what? Good for fucking you. You deserve a medal or a trophy because I know that this is a... It's a marathon sometimes. I'm someone that gets paid to, to talk, and sometimes when I lecture to my students for over an hour, it's rough, and we just went an hour 42. I had a good time. I think Nick had a good time. Pete farted a few times, might have threw threw up on the floor, but that's just that's a Friday night for Pete the cat. You never know <laughs> what he's going to get into. But either way, hopefully you enjoyed what we talked about tonight because in the end, we're just two Star Wars guys talking about Star Wars, having a good time, riffing on the stuff that we love, riffing on the stuff that has caused us to think that other people want to listen to us talk about Star Wars. I mean, that that's what we do. We are fans just like the rest of you, and we're just trying to sit around the, the, the proverbial campfire, if you will, to talk all things Star Wars, because there's always time for Star Wars time. That's what we're trying to tell you, StarWarsTime.net. Get with it. There's always time for it. There's always time for Star Wars time. All right, people, hit the site, StarWarsTime.net, one more time for those of you that might smoke and forget <laughs> what you just heard 10 seconds later. I get it. It happens to the best of us sometimes. Either way, subscribe. Get on that YouTube train. We love it. We've, we're really, really appreciating the uptick in views on YouTube, in particular for our Resistance content. I know Resistance is coming to an end here. By the time you're listening to this, it will be over. So hopefully if you've been uh, just coming for the Resistance, maybe hang around and, and listen to the actual Star Wars Time Show. You never know what you're going to find or hear or see, or just sense through the force. That's what the Star Wars Time crew does. We give you something to think about, or to hate, or best of all, people to hate, right? We're here for you to hate, too. You don't just have to love us. You can hate us as well. All right, my friends, may the force be with you, always.